I'm about to get naked back here. So no bacon. I said no bacon. <laughs> that John Denver's full of shit, man. Greetings from the apocalypse and welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan and I will be flying solo for this show as Faith and I are not able to get together because of a little pandemic happening right now, but we both hope that you're all out there staying healthy and positive. We also know that we're going to be we're going to be a lot better because of this. We're going to come out on the other side better. It may take some time, but I know we're going to get there, so stay positive. Usually here on the show, we do horror films. There have been a few exceptions throughout the run of The Late Night Fright, and this show is going to be one of them. Our film we're going to talk about today dares to ask the question, what happens when the Academy Award-winning director of Ocean's Eleven teams up with Magic Mike, Kylo Ren, Elvis's granddaughter, and James Bond and channels the spirit of the Burt Reynolds films of the 1970s for a southern fried redneck heist film? The result is 2017's Logan Lucky, streaming now on Amazon Prime, and it is a real winner. This is one of the best films I've seen in the past few years. This is a movie guaranteed to put a smile on your face, and it's perfect viewing for these times we find ourselves in. We're going to talk about it when we get back from this short break. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright. 
Let's get right into it. Logan Lucky is from director Steven Soderbergh. He rose to prominence with his 1989 film Sex, Lies, and Videotape, shot in my hometown of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was born in Georgia, but claims Baton Rouge is his hometown. So his roots are in the American South, and he is the perfect choice for this movie, and I'll get to that in just a bit. The excellent script here is by Rebecca Blunt. If you look her up on the Wikipedia, you won't find an entry for her. Rebecca Blunt is the pen name of Jules Asner, Soderbergh's wife and former entertainment journalist for E! Entertainment Television. So if you were coming of age in the mid to late 90s, early aughts, you know who Jules Asner is. The cast here features Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Riley Ko, Seth MacFarlane, Katie Holmes, Catherine Waterston, Dwight Yoakam, Sebastian Stan, Brian Gleason, Jack Quaid, two-time Academy Award winner Hilary Swank, and in a movie-stealing performance, 007 himself, Daniel Craig, as demolitions expert Joe Bang. There is not a slouch in this cast. This is an ensemble piece, and the ensemble is excellent. The film centers around the Logan Brothers' efforts to rob the Charlotte Speedway during the Memorial Day Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR race. And from start to finish, this movie is just pure entertainment, and it's absolutely endearing. Soderbergh produced this through his production company along with Channing Tatum, and they were able to bypass all of the major studios. And to me, this is one of the most interesting aspects of the production. If you look at the media produced, it comes down to six companies producing and distributing your entertainment, and that also goes for your news. Uh, That should be frightening to some of you out there. Look that up. There can be a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and sometimes they just don't know what they're doing. Soderbergh had complete creative control over this picture, and I've said this on the show before. If you let a talented filmmaker do his or her thing and get out of their way more often than not, the results are going to be pretty outstanding. This film is completely indicative of that. Let's get to the cast. Channing Tatum, he's not an actor I've ever gravitated towards, but it seems to me that over the past few years, he's gotten better as a performer. And when he's given really good material, he shines. When he works with good material and a good director, he shines. And his performance in this movie is key. He grounds the movie and he gives it its emotional center. There's a wonderful through line happening in the movie with Jimmy Logan, Tatum's character and his daughter that would be completely saccharine in any other movie, but it feels very earned here, and a lot of that has to do with Channing Tatum and his performance. He also earns major points because he doesn't try to be funny. Now, this is a comedy that might seem counterintuitive, but he just lets everyone else around him be funny. In a lot of ways, this reminds me of the way Ted Danson played Sam Malone on the sitcom Cheers back in the 80s. He's a reliable anchor in this, and like the rest of the cast, you can tell he's having a lot of fun. And that's one of the things that permeates this movie. There's a real sense of fun. You can tell everyone behind the camera, involved with it, and in front of the camera, they're just having a a really great time telling this story. So then we come to Adam Driver. Adam Driver rose to public prominence as Kylo Ren in the recent Star Wars films. And if you only know him from those movies, you're missing out on a man I consider to be one of the finest actors working today. He is a two-time Academy Award nominee. His character Clyde has one hand, and that's not one arm, that's one hand, that's a distinction they make several times throughout the movie, and he gives him a really unpretentious nobility, and unpretentious is a word that can be used to describe this whole endeavor. The whole movie, there, there, there's no pretentiousness in this, but Adam Driver really gives Clyde this unpretentious nobility. 
He's also just flat out funny. His line readings are some of the funniest in the movie and his exaggerated West Virginia accent is one of the highlights of the film. And again, like Channing Tatum, he doesn't telegraph anything. He has a lot more funny bits uh, than Tatum does, but he doesn't telegraph the jokes. He just lets the material speak for itself. And this movie is much better having him in it as are many films that he appears in. So these two guys form the heart of the movie. And this is where I want to bring in why Soderbergh was perfect for this film. I said he's from from the South. He never treats these characters as rubes or goes for cheap laughs with them. They could very easily have gone for the low-hanging fruit and got away with a lot of look at these stupid rednecks, those type of jokes. But all these characters have a soul and a beating heart. They're, they're fully formed characters. They're a lot more intelligent than they appear, and it's a real joy to spend time in this world. I love a good hangout movie. This is a great hangout movie. And these characters, they may say or do stupid things, but the film never belittles them, and Logan Lucky is all the better for it. Everyone here uh, from top to bottom is great, with Riley K.O. being a standout as Melly. She's Jimmy and Clyde's hairdresser sister. She's also the granddaughter of Elvis Aaron Presley. That's the king of rock and roll, for those of you out there who might not be aware. But uh, this movie does have one performance that has to be singled out, and that is Daniel Craig as demolitions expert Joe Bang. When you see him in this film, there is absolutely no way you would think to yourself, yeah, that guy's James Bond. He has uh, bleached hair, prison tats, and a West Virginia accent, and he just showed up to play, and he eats in this movie. Everything about his performance here is amazing, from the accent to the physicality to the comedic touches he brings, and that's the thing that was striking to me, how funny Daniel Craig is. And this movie goes to prove what a great actor he is. I hope he gets the opportunity to do more comedy and let loose in the future because he really is that good. And in my notes here, I wrote that good in all caps. So I think there's a future for him after James Bond. Uh, Logan Lucky. This is the kind of movie they used to make in the 70s. And it really does feel like it's channeling the work of Burt Reynolds, especially his movies like White Lightning, Gator, and the classic Smokey and the Bandit. There's a lot of really good humor and goodwill in this movie. And I've said on the show they don't make movies like this anymore, and they really don't. We're living in the age of the big-budget, effects-heavy superhero movie, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a lot of those films. I enjoy them immensely, and I consider Avengers Infinity War to be one of the best films in recent years. But back in the day... We used to have big-budget films, but there was also room for other movies at the multiplex. Movies for adults like Bull Durham, Fatal Attraction, and Unforgiven, to name a few. Movies that hadn't been sanitized by corporate shills for the masses. Movies that had something to say. Logan Lucky is one of those movies we used to have more of, and we need more of it. We need more movies like this. Think about old Burt Reynolds when you're watching this and imagine this being a film from the 70s starring him along with someone like James Garner and go ahead and put that other 007 Sean Connery in there as Joe Bang. Wouldn't that have been something? I want you to think about that when you're watching this. This movie, it gets my highest recommendation and I cannot wait to watch it again. It's fun from start to finish and it's just marvelous entertainment and I have a feeling it's going to have really high rewatch value and I guarantee you, you will never say cauliflower the same again after watching it. So that's it. A little mini review of 2017 Steven Soderbergh film, Logan Lucky. It's, it's really wonderful. This is a gem. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy out there. Stay positive. Faith and I will be back together before you know it to bring you more horror goodness. Thank you as always for your support and we will see you soon and we'll see you on the other side. Oh, no.